For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It is another weekend of binge watch playlist of chair shot reality, your number one procrastination tool on the internet behind internet porn. It is Josh Eisenberg down in sunny Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I am Justin Labar in Pittsburgh, PA, and Josh, we're here on Wrestling Inc. every single week, and there's a lot of different uh, rumors and, and such to to talk about. The, the one we're going to talk about here in this segment, uh, coming from Ryan Satin of Pro Wrestling Sheet, and you know Ryan's got a pretty good bit of credibility and some of the other factors based upon how WWE edited the video, based upon how this guy was booked at Backlash. Uh, I, I tend to give it some validity, so we're going to talk about it, and, and Ryan's report says that Big Cass is in some hot water with WWE officials and Vince McMahon specifically, because he asked, and they told him explicitly not to do it, to not do anything more than the big boot to the little person, Daniel Bryan. But in fact, on the SmackDown before Backlash, he hits the big boot and then rains down some um, ground and pound shots on, yeah. on the little person, and they, they did not want that. And, so, and supposedly he's in hot water, which would be reflected uh, by the way, he lost to Daniel Bryan a few days later. So uh, what are your thoughts? Do you think this is true, and, and how do you react to this? I think it is true. You see how he was booked at Backlash. It was surprising being you know, five or six rows from the ring, seeing him completely dominate, and then him quickly tap out to Daniel Bryan's yes lock. That was the most surprising thing, I think, of the night for me, because most people expected you know, Big Cass to win. Daniel Bryan's at this point, you know, even though he has returned, if he suffers a loss here and there, it's not that big of a deal, especially against somebody who's almost a foot over a foot taller than him and you know seventy pounds bigger than him. So it's not you know unrealistic to see Daniel Bryan lose. In fact, he's probably the underdog. What's more surprising to me is we saw none of Big Cass on SmackDown Tuesday night. That tells me that there is something going on. And you know, obviously Ryan has uh, has some very credible sources. The editing of the video, I thought the little person beatdown was. Very um, aggressive. I, I didn't think you needed that extra aggression from Big Cass after the big boot. Um, but at the same time, I understand what Big Cass wanted to do. It's all about getting heat. And in a world where heels are so hard to find, where they're just generally booed, he wanted to get over the top and do something that would be memorable. It's not going to be memorable. It didn't really work out that way. But I can understand what Big Cass wanted to do. But if Vince McMahon is telling you not to do something, Justin, I sure as hell am not going to go around his back and do something, especially on live television. Well, Josh, you say that. You say if Vince tells you not to do something, don't go out and do it. And sure, there's a certain a logic there. He's the boss. But I'm going to be critical of WWE here. If this was true, and I do think this report is true, it is very hypocritical. It's very confusing. We constantly, you know, we've seen Vince McMahon on Stone Cold's podcast you know, talk about guys just need to go out and grab the brass ring. And we've heard Jim Ross and countless others who, who are veterans who have been around the creative side and the talent side for years, yeah. and they always get asked the question, what's it going to take to create another megastar, another Stone Cold, another John Cena? And, and you constantly hear from those uh, who are very qualified to speak on this say, guys these days are complacent. They just pick up a paycheck or, or they walk on eggshells. They're afraid to try things. They're afraid to go out and just... You know, ask for permission later. And that's essentially, you know, Cass does try to ask for permission. He has a feeling that, you know, he wants to get extra heat. It's his first match back after being 
out for so long. Um, you know, heels oftentimes get cheered just because that's the wacky live audiences we have. So it's almost like he's him going out there saying, you know what, I might get yelled at, but I'm going to show them this is the right call to do. Uh, you know, a little bit extra. You know. And then he gets, and then he gets this for it. It's like, it's like it, it, it sends mixed messages, and to the point of, you know, I mean, I mean, and why, why didn't they want him to do the extra stuff after the boot? Is it, is it their worry that he's gonna look too much like a bully? Well, he already gave the big boot to the little guy, so you're already being yeah. a bully. So your minds will just commit to it at this point. I don't understand this, and if this, if, again, if it's true, and I do believe well, this report's true, I, I disagree, and this kind of upsets me. Well, and I do think that the bully thing is something that is, I mean, you have a bullying storyline. You have feuds that are based on bullying. The whole product is a bully versus a good guy. So I agree with you on the whole. I hope this isn't a bullying thing. But, you know, I just I feel whenever Vince tells you something creative is obviously sternly saying don't do something. There's something that we don't know about that made that happen. You know, so for whatever reason, maybe it was unsafe for the little guy, as you called him, and I don't know why that makes you laugh so, so much. I think we're supposed to say little guy and not the, not the M word. What about the little man? How's he? He's a man. The, the, the big dog. Let's be ironic here. The big dog, you know. Now you're just, but, um, now you're just, now you're just slapping him in the face. I really, I'm actually probably just kicking him in the face. But anyway, so Aww. I just, I think at the end of the day, whatever you see big cast come back from this one week, or not even one week, this six or seven day hiatus, whatever it is. I don't think he loses his place in line, but I think that's a stern slap on the wrist saying, okay, you can do what we tell you to do. And many people are going to still bitch and complain. Oh, they follow the script so much. They, they want to see this at the end of the day. I mean, if your boss tells you something you can't do and you go out and completely do exactly the opposite of what he's saying to do, you got to do something about it. I just hated the fact that big cast lost at backlash. And if that's the reason that's stupid because big cast needs so much credibility right now. Can you, like I said earlier before, can you remember a big cast good match? Can you remember a, a, a big win for in Cass's career? No, he's never won the uh, Intercontinental US or any singles championships. He's never won the tag team championships. So he needed a win like this. So they could have done themselves their own uh, injustice if they, this was the reason that big cast lost. Well, I will acknowledge you said something that, that, that's, that's that's valid. You know, there there are always and I and I preach this regularly that there are always things that we don't know about. There's factors that people don't know about that that play into things before we get you know uh, judgmental on the internet. And so I will acknowledge, yes, maybe the plan going into backlash prior to that segment was Cash, you are going to win, and we're going to have you're going to have we're going to have you beat Daniel Bryan with uh, a couple sequences of big boots. You know, mm-hmm. so maybe they just wanted the big boot, just the little guy, and nothing else, just to kind of like set up the 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 magnitude of the boot. So, you know, I mean, maybe there are things like that, and maybe that makes his disobedience, you know, that much more uh, offensive because you know he was he was messing away from what was going to be continuity. Um, but if that's the case, tell the guy that. I, I don't know. I just I, yeah. I just I, I just you mean. it's just it's frustrating. It doesn't sit well with your boy. He, big cast is your boy, Justin. It doesn't sit. It doesn't sit well with me. It doesn't sit well with me. I understand. Doesn't sit. No, it doesn't sit well with me. I don't care. I don't care if it's cast or if this report was about I don't Titus know. Worldwide. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think. Like I'm just. I'm trying to think of something. Just like Cesaro or somebody. I just anybody. Yeah. It just. It's like you know. Let the guy, especially if it's somebody who's been out for eight months, give them some creative freedom right. to do what they need to do. If, if, yeah. it's, if, it's, any, if it's anybody who's been out for eight months and being thrusted back into a, a good, a good, a good opponent, like if they want, they want to go an extra mile to get heat. Like what's I don't know. Whatever. 
I know. I understand more. Binge okay. watch on Wrestling Inc. Josh Eisenberg 4 on Twitter, at Justin Labar. Let us know what you think, yay or nay, uh, on the cast story. we got more to come. We're going to talk about Daniel Bryan. Uh, so he ends up beating big cast, but ends up losing to Rusev two days later. We'll talk about that. Plus, we'll talk about everybody's favorite, Roman Reigns, and where we're going with the next booking chapter of The Big Dog. Share Shot Reality on Wrestling Inc. Make sure you check us out on the Wrestling Inc. YouTube channel. Subscribe. It'll automatically alert you whenever a new video is done. You can also check us out on social media as clips are posted there. He is Josh Eisenberg. I am Justin Labar. And I, and I have a question, Justin. When does CSR go up on the Wrestling Inc. Uh, playlist? What day? Friday. Are you sure? Yes. I think it's Rusev Day, Justin. Wow. The fact that you did not pick up on that shows that you have a lot of other stuff going on in your life. Wrestling's not your number one. That's what that means? That's exactly what that means. How do you not pick that up? What day is it today, Justin? I thought you were trying to be more inf- I thought you were trying to be more informative. I didn't know you were trying to be all Am I ever informative? No, never. Not once. Touche. I'm passionate, Justin. <laughs> all right, well, on Rusev Day, Rusev got a huge win in the main event spot on SmackDown Live as he beats Daniel Bryan. Beats mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan clean. I think that's an important statement to make. And he now qualifies. Uh, for the Money in the Bank ladder match uh, in a few weeks in Chicago. Josh, I want to throw something out at you, uh, some numbers real quick. Um, the viewership continues to decline. So since WrestleMania, uh, we had the first episode out of SmackDown after WrestleMania is April 10th. April 10th, 2.9 million viewers. April 17th, 2.7 million. April 24th, 2.5. May 1st, 2.4. And now this most recent, 2.2, so a continued decline. Former WWE creative writer Kevin Eck posted something very interesting on his social media. He said, ratings continue to decline two weeks in a row of the lowest viewership of 2018. Why do I somehow feel this will be Daniel Bryan's fault? And I think that's a very interesting statement from a guy who's been in the war room. I, I just, I, you know, I'm not, saying I, I'm not saying I believe that, but I just thought it was a very yeah. interesting observation. It's an interesting observation. Um, I think when you look at Daniel Bryan and what Daniel Bryan has done since his return, it's been good. I mean, Daniel Bryan kind of just picked up right where he left off. You know, he came in, he had a tag team match at WrestleMania, he had a couple singles matches. I don't necessarily think it's more about Daniel Bryan. I think it's more about WWE asking their fans every other week to watch 12 hours of programming. I mean, you, when you have a five-hour pay-per-view – and six days, five days later, or what is it, eight days later or whatever, have a backlash pay-per-view, and then you have three hours and 15 minutes of Raw, and then two hours of SmackDown, and then an hour, it's just too much. And nobody is a Raw or SmackDown person anymore. I think people try to watch both because both contributes to a lot of, you know, character development and, and fan favorites and things like that. I mean, Raw, you have a specific product. SmackDown, you have a completely other different product in two hours. So... I don't think it's Daniel Bryan's fault. I don't think it's anything you can say, wow, Daniel Bryan got pinned clean. There's something going on with Daniel Bryan. Not two days before, a multiple 14-time or whatever it is world champion and Randy Orton got pinned clean by Jeff Hardy. And when was the last time you really saw Randy Orton take a clean loss like that? So I think WWE's just trying to not make screwy finishes because they know that they're guys that are at the top, they're guys that are protected, they're guys that are fan favorites or people who have been there for such a long time can come back from one loss on a random SmackDown. And at the end of the day, it's all about building stars. And WWE, and we've tried to yell and scream and bitch and moan about pushing Rusev Day. Maybe this is the final, the first and final time that we're going to bitch and complain because he's actually going to get pushed. 
I agree with you. Uh, I agree with you. It, it, it is time when you have guys again that are as solid. I mean, you know, we were. Ba- I mean, at least I, I was basically asking for this for Daniel Bryan two days earlier, saying the guy mm-hmm. doesn't need to win. The guy, the guy's, you know, he's he's untouchable. You'll have yeah. big cast beat him. So I'm not. I'm not complaining. I think it's a great move for Rusev. Um, you know, it, it's one more thing. You know, Rusev gets added to a Mania match. He gets regularly featured on SmackDown. Added. You know, he's casket match with with uh, excuse me casket match with the Undertaker. <laughs> Uh, you know, so you know, I mean, yeah, I think I think good momentum there for him. Whether he wins the Money in the Bank or not, I do think he's got to be considered a, a realistic favorite um, yeah. to win it. Uh, but but my point being, it still doesn't. You know, you and I see it this way, but it doesn't take away. It's like okay, you know, we know Dana Bryan's always had some detractors in WWE, whether it's his size, whether it's he's an indie darling, whatever, whatever they are. I don't even quite understand him. I'm a Dana Bryan fan. I, I think you and I are both saying yes, yes, yes. At WrestleMania 30 in New Orleans, you know, uh, you know, Daniel Bryan has proven that he's over. I think both with diehard fans, and I think he's uh, grabbed the casual fans as that underdog and the yes chant and everything. But it still doesn't mean that people in WWE might not be associated saying, "Well, these numbers keep sliding." And what's the one thing that's been different? Oh, we've had Daniel Bryan as our as our premier star since returning. So they can spin it like that. Um, I think they're smarter now, though. You know, the months of May, June, and July haven't been super popular. The only thing that really grabs the people's attention is the Money in the Bank pay-per-view because the Money in the Bank pay-per-view is almost as important as the Royal Rumble now. And Money in the Bank is probably my second favorite pay-per-view right after the Royal Rumble, and then you throw WrestleMania in their third because of all the pomp and circumstance. But Money in the Bank is never about really great television. It's qualifying matches. It's competition feuding and tag team matches heading towards. They have a great – except for the Punk, obviously, storyline against John Cena. But whenever you see what Money in the Bank can be in five weeks – WWE has five weeks. When was the last time you can remember that WWE has this much time to put together a well-developed and sound card? Usually it's two or three weeks of feuds and random matches announced five or six days before the pay-per-view. So I hope that they do more with these ladder matches and the undercard matches on the show because they have the ability to do it. They don't have the ability all the time for five or six weeks of television and developing storylines. Well, one possible undercard match on Money in the Bank could be Roman Reigns up against Jinder Mahal. Could be, but will it be? Josh and I will talk about that in the next video here on the Wrestling Inc. CSR playlist. Don't go anywhere. Chair Shot Reality on Wrestling Inc. every single week. Josh Eisenberg, I am Justin LaBar. We appreciate the loyalty that we have. Always, no matter where we are, the fans following us here and some fun wrestling talk. None, none, none of the off the uh, none of the off the cuff uh, bitch whine complain about everything. Uh, intelligent. It's tireless summer, Justin. Intelligent. Intelligent wrestling talk while being tireless. Never been called intelligent. Never been called intelligent, <laughs> but I appreciate that. Yeah, right. Um, Roman Reigns uh, versus Jinder Mahal. That could be a very real possibility as an undercard match. We saw Roman Reigns miss out on qualifying for the Money in the Bank ladder match because of Jinder's interference that kind of foreshadowed earlier in the night. Uh, but there's mm-hmm. still plenty of weeks left, so it's not impossible, it's not improbable to think that they give Roman one more opportunity. They, they oftentimes do a last last call chance for those who have uh, missed out already, and maybe Roman Reigns still does get into the ladder match. He's Roman Reigns. Uh, what, what do you say? Yeah. Here? So I, I think whenever you look at the stacked uh, roster on Raw, you don't necessarily need Roman Reigns in that Money in the Bank ladder match. So think about it like this. You're going to Chicago. You're going to need a couple of good matches. And many people think that Roman Reigns and Jinder Mahal both are shitty wrestlers. Let's be honest. But they're not. We know that they're not. They're uh, simplistic wrestlers sometimes. Um, they have their moves set. They get their moves in. And that's pretty much it sometimes. 
Um, but who is the most natural heel in WWE right now? Jinder Mahal. People hate Jinder Mahal. They think the guy can't go. So this could be WWE's last-ditch effort to try to, sh- to try to grab some sort of cheers and reaction from Chicago positively for Roman Reigns. Obviously, that's not going to happen. So WWE is stuck with this. Do you put Roman Reigns in the ladder match and hope to God that the crowd doesn't overtake that match? Or do you give him a match against Jinder Mahal where they could probably boo for seven or eight minutes, chant CM Punk, make themselves feel happy, tickle their taints a little bit, and then they go home happy. You know, So it's, at the end of the day, I think you need to see that WWE needs Roman Reigns in a mid-card match at Money in the Bank, not a ladder match, and he's not going to win the ladder match. And I guess my question is, you know, Justin, with four guys on each side, Raw and SmackDown, I mean, I could see guys like Bobby Lashley get in there. I think that'd be very beneficial for his athleticism and his strength showcase at that match. And then you can also add another person. If you wanted to add a Seth Rollins to get another chance there or somebody like that, they have plenty of options. A few things. First off, I think at 400-plus episodes, we never said tickle the taint. Uh, so well, you're welcome. So history made there. It's the summer, uh, baby. We're out of the studio of college students, so we're good to go. Uh, well, and you're also forgetting you know, they can uh, they can boo, they can chant CM Punk, the beach balls, and not forget about beach balls. Um, always relevant. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, you could fill the match out with Bobby Lashley and his sisters. I mean, there'd be plenty of ways to fill out <laughs> the rest of the spots. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, if they've been pretty committed to, to featuring Jinder Mahal and Raw since he got moved over there, so if Roman does get added into the match, if he does qualify somewhere in the next few weeks, then you almost have to have Jinder qualify too, and that then fills those yeah. two other spots on Raw, so it leaves out Bobby Lashley, it leaves out a number of others who could go in there. So, it would make the most sense to have probably Roman versus Jinder in a one-on-one match to help fill this card out. Now, you're right, Vince's mindset might be, well, watch, well, we'll get, we'll get, we'll get Roman, you know, unanimous cheer. And you know, and, and again, maybe it was some other arenas that you might be able to again have, but it's in Chicago. It's just not going to happen. So, yeah. uh, you know, and it makes you wonder. And this is a whole other conversation that we'll have throughout the summer. It makes you wonder at what point are they going to give in and say we're going to present Roman Roman Reigns a little bit differently, or maybe they don't. Yeah. I don't know. But it's well. So, so I have two questions to round out the weekend here. One, if it's Roman and Jinder, can you see Roman and Jinder starting off the night? And two. Who does Brock Lesnar defend his championship against next? No, I don't see Roman and Jinder starting off the night. Uh, I see they them, should. They should. I see them starting with um, one of the ladder matches, whether it's the women's or the sure. men's. They'll probably start. That, that seems to be a formula that they've been yeah. to keep them to keep the two gimmicks apart now because we're doing everything for the women. Uh, I, I could see them putting. I could see them putting the women first, quite frankly, because I think they do have to end with the men. Um, sure. Just that's just what I think. Uh, and then the other it was the other one, Brock Lesnar. Who's, a, who's his next opponent? Is it Roman Reigns again? I don't see any. I mean, come on. No, I, you know, again. I, I mean, maybe, well, it's possible. I don't. The, Brock has beaten everybody. I don't. There's really no other new challenger. I mean, let me put this way: Bobby Lashley's won, but they would have to really get some momentum behind Bobby Lashley. And I don't mean this is your life, Bobby family tree videos. I mean we need to see Bobby be dominant. But of course, if Bobby's yeah. in a Money in the Bank match. You know, that, unless he wins it, and then these decides he's been he, in one before, right? So Bobby Lashley's Bobby Lashley's somebody who we have not seen, uh, and so that would be a fresh opponent. Other than that, I go back to my guy Braun. You know, Braun. He's yeah. Braun's the only guy that should beat Brock at this point. Yeah, uh, you know that's like, a, but that should be done at a SummerSlam. That should be done in an advertise. That, you know, Braun should not be winning the Money in the Bank. Braun. You know, well, when when Braun finally does win a world title, it should be. Advertise building big fight. I want to see the. I want to see their their posters in, in Times Square. Yeah, I want to see it at SummerSlam. Yeah. That's what I want to see. 
Well, and I think that's what's going to be the end game here because if you try to do Brock and Roman at SummerSlam, uh, it's going to be a disaster. People aren't going to care. It's gotten to a point now where, you know, me being at Backlash and literally seeing these people leave in the main event, and I said it for a number of reasons. It's not because Roman Reigns sucks. It's because we've seen this main event on Raw 20 times. We've seen this feud before. We've seen the outcome, and we knew what the outcome was going to be. There was no titles involved. There was no stipulation. There was nothing. It was a basic singles one-on-one match, and as much as I enjoy Samoa Joe, as much as I like Roman Reigns, it did nothing for me, and it did nothing for anybody. So if you're going to tell me that Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns is what they're going to go for, it's a big mistake. And how they ended the Greatest Royal Rumble makes me fear that that could potentially happen at Extreme Rules in July. Well, and and too, with the Samoa Joe, Brock, uh, Roman Reigns, I... I don't know if this was Vince and the producer and agent of the match trolling the audience. I don't know. I don't know what makes them think. Okay, we have a hot. No we're, we're gonna we're gonna have a controversial Jersey, New York, Philly crowd because I mean that's that's all, all three cities are there, all three regions are there. I don't know why they think it was a good idea to do rest holes like that or, or after 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 starting so hot. No idea. They started so hot with that that pre match attack. I don't yeah. understand that. And I will say this: not defending the those who might have walked out because they didn't want to watch the match because of Roman Reigns, but I do think it's also worth noting. That backlash pay per view went so long. I mean, it, 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 mm-hmm. it, it was well after eleven o'clock, and it's a school night, so maybe it's people taking their kids home because Jesus, they got to catch a gotta, they got to catch a train back to New York or back to Philly. Sure. And the last train was at eleven eleven twenty seven, and the fir- the main event ended at eleven fifteen. So uh, that's go. a fun fact for you. There we go. <laughs> uh, we got many more weeks to talk about throughout the summer as we build the money in the bank. We love to hear what you think. Make sure you leave a comment on the video below. You can obviously hit us up on social media at Josh Eisenberg 4, at Justin Labar. We'll have more next week. CSR on Wrestling Inc. Subscribe, comment, do what you got to do. Tell a friend, share in the reality.